another great, very interesting uh, episode today. We're going to see, or we're going to talk about 1988's Akira, or as I have found out from watching the movie, Akira. Yeah. Uh, so get ready for a lot of poorly uh, listed names. Oh, every single one of them is going to be fucked up. It's going to be fucked up. Uh, let's see here. Directed by, here it begins, uh, Katsuhiro Otamo, who was also one of the writers. I guess there was three writers involved, and he was one of them. And then there was Is- Iso Hashimoto. Okay. Uh, it was, uh, this, this was another one of those movies, man. It was... It was a longer movie. I I did not have near as many notes as I did for some movies. Um, it's, but it wasn't a bad movie. Yeah, no, it's a it's an interesting movie for sure. Um, it there are a lot of moments that sort of took me by surprise. Like there were some like genuinely like really v- kind of violent moments that I didn't expect that are just like kind of casual. Oh uh, yeah, well. Whenever I think of, like, 80s and 90s anime, it usually seems to, at least with the movies, it usually seems to lean towards uh, violence. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't super shocked in that. I was more shocked about uh, the, like, uh, I guess, I, underage nudity, I guess you would call yeah, it. Technically yeah, yeah, they're yeah. like so at one point in the movie they talk about being like fourteen or fifteen. Uh which I thought was also very weird because they drive motorcycles. I mean that's that's what happens after World War Three, man. <laughs> World War Three. <III. laughs> Alright, so let's let's just get right into this. Yeah, for sure. So so when the movie first started out it's just completely silent, and then there's like a low hum. So I 100% thought that uh, I 100% thought that I I had get, gotten us a copy that was broken. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, shit. So then I fast forward a little bit, and then I was like, oh, okay, cool. It's not broken. It's just they're trying to build up. Yeah, that is a wild hum at the beginning. It's kind of like it sort of sounds like an earthquake (laughs) right right well so like it starts out in it's july 16th 1988 Mm -hmm. um and then uh, from what you can tell it looks like an atomic bomb blowing up which you later find out that it is not an atomic bomb yeah it's a boy and who's now in a jar yeah it's a boy (laughs) well parts of him (laughs) until said jars are destroyed and then he becomes a boy again it's uh, stick with us folks it's rough this is going to be such a hard plot to explain um yeah uh, it's an anime i really think that's all you can say in part because like i don't even fully understand it well hopefully i kind of do and then maybe we can kind of meet in the middle hell yeah so then um so it's 31 years after world war three so i'm assuming world war three took place sometime during or before 1988 and i'm guessing it ended at the when akira or akira akira when they invented uh, the acura a great car (laughs) take that honda (laughs) 
But uh, right, right, is that, is that the assumption you got as well? Yeah, is yeah. That basically the end of World War Three happened when uh, Akita blew up. Which, if that's the case, so did did Japan basically blow themselves up and it, end the war? It seems that way. Um, there's an interesting like kind of lack of for for a a movie that involves you know a world war right there's an interesting lack of like oh what what are the other countries doing in this well i also i i think all in the 80s and 90s uh, a lot of the anime was very like uh i don't know how to say it like there wasn't a lot what like other countries were usually portrayed more as like the enemy Uh. or like less than hmm so it, it it would it makes sense that they would just keep it all about what happened after the war in Japan instead of like saying oh the Americans this or the British that or you know what I mean. So um, we find out that the uh, the present world is uh, it's this kind of like cyberpunkish dystopian dystopian thing where kids ride motorcycles that have Canon sponsorships on them. Right and BMW and then uh, Citizen, uh, <laughs> which is which is like an expensive watch brand, which uh-huh. I is t- just hilarious to me for some reason. I dude, so I love so this movie came out in '88, and I love how movies back in the '80s thought that like two years ago, so 2019, they like portrayed it as like this future world where all this, you know what I mean? Uh it's kind of like uh, in like Disney where they had like the land of tomorrow and it was, they made it in like the fifties and it was supposed to be like 1983 and everybody had like flying cars and buildings were round and all that. (laughs) Right. right. It is sort of funny that like in a lot of ways, these, these kinds of movies do get the future, right. And that it's like this weird hell, but like the technology is just the same. Right, it's like uh, it's kind of like Star Wars, where it's like retro future, uh-huh. where they still have Mac fives that <laughs> can calculate light speed, uh, but like they're still like uh, their computers from like the seventies. Still, it's basically that same mentality. I also love that like the intro to this, it just says the title in red. That's it. Like uh-huh. it's no, there's no like, there's no like 20 minute intro video that's all CG and then pops up on the screen. It's just like, it's 30 years after world war three Akita. Right. Right. And then I, I also have to wonder, um, have you, you've never seen this movie? I have not. No. Well, I'm, I, I, fi- I feel like we find ways, um, to like just connect every movie that we make because in the beginning of the movie the bartender is watching uh, the news and it says there's riots in the street uh-huh. because of the government and they live an <laughs> avatar and there's a clown gang and they get on this they're on the motorcycles in the Xander zone so I, I think every movie we've watched is connected in some way they all take place in the same universe, man. The same universe. It's the the Xander Zone extended universe. Exactly. And he is the key character. There's going to be a movie connecting them all eventually, starring <laughs> Vin Diesel. 
Akira Triple X. Vin Diesel's going to be wearing like the pill jacket. <laughs> so it's funny when you uh, when I showed you the the poster for this, you assumed it had a lot to do with the jacket. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And it literally is just a jacket. Like none right. of the clothing, none of the clothing matters. <laughs> um, which is, I mean, that's good. That's great. You know, because. That's the the iconic image, you know. It's the bike, the weird future bike, and then the the pill suit, like the Michael Jackson looking pill suit. So, I I could see people assuming that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, it is a good outfit though. It is a fucking sick drip and fit. Well, so it's also it's weird though because they change their clothes multiple times in the movie. Uh huh. But then they always end up back in those generic outfits like it almost this movie almost feels like four or like six episodes of a tv show more than a movie at, at it some time. does there's even like spots that are like commercial breaks right like cuts where it fades black and then fades back in uh-huh which if that's not if this wasn't designed around like other epi- like ep- being episodic or commercials that's a wonderfully weird and kind of cool move but i feel like it was just because it was maybe designed to be shown on like tv at some point right well yeah they might have uh they might have uh, added that in just in case mm-hmm. but it so does I, I it also- does lead to these like really interesting cuts and like it allows the mo- the the narrative to not have to go like completely forward all the time well, it's usually when the movie completely changes. You know, they're like uh-huh. fighting the clown gang. They're fighting the clown gang, and then the helicopter's taking them away, and then fade to black, and then boom, the girl's in like a laundry room with a girl on the phone talking about what had happened the night. You know, going to party or what? You know what I mean? Right. It like it allows them to like move forward in time without showing that necessarily. Right. I also love that uh, even in. Uh, Neo Japan after presumably being in a war with America uh, they still have such great albums as Cream, Led Zeppelin the Sound of Music soundtrack and the Doors album in their jukeboxes <laughs> uh, my, my theory is that they actually World War 3 was fought between Japan and Australia um, oh, okay. Because uh, I don't have a reason. I was trying to come up with something off the top of my head, but it's not working, man. Oh, because the fucking goddamn koalas bears. Yeah, I mean, they, it was they're a... too cute, and the Japanese were saying, no, that's our thing. Exactly. And they're like, you cannot call three. those things kawaii. Kawaii. And they're like, no, it's koala. <laughs> like, what are you making fun of our? You making fun of our language, you racist white piece of shit? We know how to pronounce our words. That is exactly what happened. And the next thing you know, there's a little boy in a jar. <laughs> in multiple jars. <laughs> Dude, so I, I don't know if you noticed this, but when they're walking out of the uh, presumable like high school kid bar, uh-huh. the like darker skinned guy at the table legitimately looks like a character from the band The Gorillas. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like I saw that and it caught me off guard like right away because i was just it was like oh shit this is the 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 whole character design for that entire band or at least the lead singer literally is just stolen from this one character from the beginning of this movie 
And you know those guys definitely watch anime. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Dude, the crazy thing is, uh, they're all, like, nerdy, like, white British dudes. Fuck, they're British? I'm pretty sure they're British. Holy shit. I could be wrong, but nobody's going to listen to prove me wrong, so as of right now, I'm right. I mean, this is change the Wikipedia article. <laughs> change it now. Also, like, can we have motors? Like, I might ride a motorcycle and risk my life if the motorcycles looked this fucking rad now. Mm-hmm. Because, like, uh, I feel like um, they look like you could probably get in a crash in them and actually survive it, unlike real motorcycles. Dude, and, like, they got this great ability to just, like, drift around real easy. Right. Well, so then they, like, the another cool thing is when they're driving, their taillights have this, like, effect on them where it, like, keeps the light in the air. I don't know if that was a stylistic choice or if that was supposed to be, like, some technology that they have. Mm. And it was really cool. And I, I think they spent all the time in this movie animating the first, like, 20 minutes. <laughs> because the first 20 minutes look, like, breathtaking, dude. Yeah, yeah. So, like, this first 20 minutes is just amazing. It's like they they edited on the ones. I don't know if you know what that means. Uh, no. So, like, it looks like a lot of it they edited on the ones. So, like, in animation, it's 24 frames per second. Right, um, yeah. But for the, usually they don't animate 24 frames per second. They usually animate on the twos or the threes. So, they'll instead of doing 24 frames, they'll do, like, you know, six frames you know, uh, or 12 uh. frames, you know, so it's like every other frame. But, like, when the animation looks really smooth and crisp, it's like you actually animate 24 frames. And it's like some of this stuff looks so crisp and, like, the, the animation looks so smooth, it almost looks like they actually animated all the 24 frames. Right. To get, like, every every single movement. But, yeah, after about, after this first, like, fight with the clown biker gang, though, it the animation and, like, the quality goes way down. And that's that's also another reason why it, I almost feel like it was meant to be a show. Uh-huh. Because like the like a 20 minute episode, like you know you you put all that money into that first step like pilot episode to get right. Right. And that's the other thing I was thinking too is like that was my thought process of like why is it that the first 20 minutes is like outrageous and then the rest of it is very like just your standard anime. God, some of these motorcycles do just look so sick. Oh, dude, they're so cool. They even have one with the the, the clown. So, uh, the clown gang, their motorcycles almost remind me more of like a crotch rocket Harley Davidson hybrid. For sure, for sure. And one of them but has like, like eighteen pipes coming off the back. Oh yeah. So this the the guy with the sidecar, he has this uh, smiley face like tank top on over his shirt. Uh huh. And that is like the shirt you start out with on Cyberpunk 2077. You get that as your shirt, <laughs> like a par a parody version of that as your startup shirt. Oh shit! Which is funny because, um, he's literally in the movie for like seconds, but they still give you like a shirt that's based on that. This movie uh, follows the Cyberpunk trajectory, and that uh, actually halfway <laughs> through it, you just can't watch it anymore. <laughs> so. Uh, also they're they're driving so the head clown so they're they're so let's we'll back up a second so the there's a gang called the clown gang 
Mm, great um, name. I'm assuming. I don't know if they really did they ever name it. I don't remember. I didn't have I, it in my notes if they named it. I, I just don't assumed have it they were the clown gang because they wore clown makeup. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're, Canada, they're actually juggalos. Oh no, Japanese biker juggalos. Oof, dude, that actually sounds like a really good like cartoon, like Saturday morning cartoon. <laughs> like I don't know if you you might be too young, but there was a show called Biker Mice from Mars. Yeah, I have no idea. But like biker clowns from <laughs> biker clowns on bikes or <laughs> I don't <laughs> uh, juggalos, but uh, but so they're basically uh, they're fighting for turf, which you never really get the men the like the thought process that Canada or Canada whatever his name is <laughs> is like you never really get a I like a sense that they're a bike gang. Mm-hmm. Other than this scene where they're fighting another bike gang. Right, right. And then you, you like, hear, I think, a newscaster at some point mentions trouble with bike gangs throughout the town or something. Yeah, yeah. But, like, you, you don't really get bike gang from these 14-year-old kids. They just seem kind of like idiot 14-year-old kids that... Right, right. They're just, like, little brats with sick bikes. <laughs> right, super sick bikes. So they're crashing through the city fighting you know not they got lead pipes they're beating each other up and then it gets to the boss clown uh gang member who has the rad like tailpipes on his motorcycle he's got like eight of them mm. and he's gonna go head on with Kanata. and it shows their speedometers right and it says 152 kilometers per hour so i was like oh that must be really fast <laughs> so i looked it up it's 94 miles per hour <laughs> like there's there's american crotch rockets that go like almost 200 miles per hour that are like sh- like street legal crotch rockets jesus i'm gonna get those uh smiley face arm tattoos oh god <laughs> the, the white and purple ones <laughs> so like they they basically joust with their motorcycles and then the police show up which the police have like a super rad it almost looks like what like a an old remote control car would look like yeah 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 <laughs> so then um the clown gang drives away so then Kanada chases after them so my 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 question do we live in a dystopian future oh we we 100% do like you could you could probably say that this movie takes place right now in most major cities. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean there's like if you were a like lot. if you were like down if you took a picture of this and made it into like a real picture with real people um and said it was like downtown New York or something, I would be like, Yeah, probably. Dude, like I said, like everything representing like the horrible future, it's just now, but it just we don't have the cool technology. No, we don't. Like, we don't have nope, sick nope. motorcycles. We just, like, are going to die in a Nissan Versa. Right, right. So then we get to... Um, I So these little kids, right? I don't, I don't know what you call them in your notes. I'm assuming you have something funny that you called them in your notes. But I called them uh, zombie grandma children. I called them uh, the purple boys. The purple boys. Yeah, because they got they got like a purple hint, tint to them. It's actually yeah. not all that purple, to be honest. Only in some lighting. No, but. it's it's like more almost like 
turquoise or teal. Yeah. So we we end up in this scene after the bike fight where you just you flash to like this kind of out of focus um, image of the city. It kind of looks like you if you like had a concussion and you were trying to stare forward. And you just right. you get this man bleeding and trying to walk out with a child in his hand who is grayish, purplish, and looks he's got he's got that Benjamin Button disease. Dude, he looks like a zombie grandma. Exactly. <laughs> I think I also did call him the Benjamin Buttons a few times. The Benjamin Buttons. But um also I've never seen that movie. But I've never seen that movie either. So this brings me to like the first, the first time in this movie where I was kind of like, "Whoa, what the fuck?" Um, keep in mind, this is about like seven. This is almost eight minutes in, but you just get uh, you get this guy carrot taking, leading the kid around. He fucking shoots these dogs chasing him, and buddy, I Dude, do like not right expect in the dog death. Head right in the fucking head too and they like they don't even shy away like you see the bullet hole and yeah. you see the, them go down like it's rough yeah, i was blown away i saw him pull the gun out and then they kind of show an angle from like the side like as if it was somebody in one of the cars because the sh- cars this full of, or the street's full of cars mm-hmm. so they have like a over the trunk look of them running away from behind and then he pulls the gun out and i was like oh yeah they're gonna show like off screen and then it's just like boom like almost his perspective and then blam and i'm just like holy shit and like the thing that got me about the scene is that it's very casual right like it's not like dwelled upon right it's just like he's killing the dogs to get away oh yeah yeah there's nothing like he doesn't say like any he doesn't stop Mm. he's just like blam the first and then blam the second and then he just keeps running Mm mm-hmm and, like, the people in the cars don't even really react. I mean, where are they going to go? They can't really drive anywhere. But it's just, well, it just makes you think that it must be pretty common for just shootings in the street in this, uh, like, future neon Neo-Tokyo. Mm-hmm. But then again, like, you know, a, a minute later, they end up running right out in the middle. So there's, like, police... Were the police waiting for these two people? So, um, you a few minutes before the, a couple seconds before this, you see a large amount of protesters. Right. So there's protesting. I I assume the police were initially there because of that. Right, but like all the protesting is happening just perfectly behind the police barricades. Right. Um, and these two, the the guy with the gun and like the little zombie grandma child like just happen to run out in the open and then suddenly are like the guy is just instantly well he has a gun and they yell like you have he has a gun right right he's just like instantly lit up so no what i think is happening is him and grandpa kid end up when they try to escape from the traffic jam you know they end up near the protesters but what they what happens is they end up behind the police line Mm, and that throws up the red flag. Yeah, that's what I well, the think. Well, the guy, the guy shoots a he shoots one of the spotlights, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, and then that kind of sets it off. Right. Well, dude. So if you thought that him shooting the dog was outrageous, holy shit, dude, dude, they probably dude, shoot this guy a hundred fucking times, and it is just like they in the just the cat. Well, I'll say the camera. 
we'll ju we'll just call it the camera but the camera just watches as there's literal like pieces and chunks like they animated like this dude's insides just flying out like a fucking sprinkler system where the bullets are hitting right and like the the child is with him <laughs> yeah no he's like hiding under so they uh, he's basically he basically jumps on the kid to protect him uh while this is all happening just mercilessly destroys this man yeah and then the um they they basically yell that they're you know the the kid and then the kid screams and it like blows up uh and <laughs> when that happens all i could hear was like that 90s song i got the power <laughs> also the the like kid I, does have a pretty sick fit on he does yeah which is weird because like through the rest of the thing the movie they're basically all just wearing pajamas uh and also the guy that got shot like a thousand times is still alive uh, after being shot a thousand times yeah so then they end up shooting him a thousand more times <laughs> right it's insane oh and then the kid screams and a giant fucking beer can light falls onto the crowd dude everything the windows yeah the beer the giant beer bottle everything just like glass shards do they ever explain who the guy stealing grandpa kid is well, so you find, so I think her name is Kai or Kay, mm. like the girl that literally looks just like if you put a girl wig on Kanata. Yeah, right, right. Um, I don't remember if her name was Key or Kai, but anyway, um, you find out that she's a part of some kind of like resistance group. Right, right. Against the government. I guess they're the ones that like uh, set up and perform the like riots and whatever they call them terrorist attacks whatever you want to call them so is it supposed to be implied that she that her group was the one stealing the kid yeah okay. i think so because the um because their goal was to well you know what i don't know because i don't think that like she acts shocked when she meets the yeah yeah there's a lot like in this movie that's either you have to either kind of intuit or is just like not explained. <laughs> right, right. So then we get the, uh, what is his name? I wrote it down like a hundred times in this my notes, but I forgot it now. Which one? To, what's his name? Takeshi. Tetsui. Tetsui. But uh, you see him driving through all the crowds. Dude, so they're there's like they're trying to disperse the 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 protesters and they're because they're starting to like riot. Mm. Dude, there's a scene where this dude just pops out of the smoke, and then a riot policeman pops out of the smoke and just shoots him like close quarters with a with a fucking gas grenade. Dude, Jesus Christ! I fucking I laughed way too, like a lot harder than I should have. It almost played for comedy because the guy comes out of the clock the the this puff of smoke and he's like. Ugh. And the the riot guy, the riot cop comes out and he's like, oh, and he shoots him and just falls back and goes, oh, <laughs> oh terrible. So then you have Key or Kai, K, mm. trying to find her, uh, Ryu. Uh -huh. And he's chasing after the, or uh, Tetsuo is chasing after the last two clown bikers. 
he mm. was he drove through all the smoke and it's kind of and, it's kind of cutting between these two yeah yeah it cuts back to k looking for him for ryu and then tetsuo and then finally the one of the clown bikers drives into a fucking barricade and blows up and then the other clown fucking biker idiot. drives into a barricade and then falls off his bike and then tetsuo comes up comes behind comes up to him with a fucking hammer and just like i'm assuming kills the shit out of that guy dude it's hard when you live in a cyberpunk japan yeah yeah like he like almost knocks his fucking head off (laughs) oh yeah dude his helmet flies off um so then he's driving and then slams into i guess you'd say it's the the zombie grandpa kids like powers yeah yeah that's like basically crash him yeah land like blow up the bike yeah, and then the kid is fine, and he's, like, flipping the fuck out. So then a helicopter shows up. Add, well, okay, so all the biker, the rest of, of uh, Kanata's biker gang shows up to see mm, and, if... Uh, and uh, the little the little kid is, like, kind of terrified that he might have hurt Tetsuo. Right. And he says, what happened? And he says, the kid, the kid. That is always what I yell when I'm hurt, too. Oh, it is. And that, so then Kanata yells at the kid, and the kid turns around, and Kanata's just like, what the fuck are you? <laughs> and then suddenly the fucking beams of light show up, and there it is, the old fucking military helicopters. As they do, the goddamn CIA. But Japanese CIA. Right. Well, it's... I. I think that they explain that it's like a, a secret, but not so secret military yeah, operation. Yeah. That, which I'm going to assume it's all these kids are in some kind of system so they can control them as a weapon. Uh, uh-huh. they're the fucking, <laughs> they're the fucking Ava pilots. Right. Oh dude. So then the fucking, I love the like little fat mafia. <laughs> <laughs> like fucking grandpa kid in his goddamn has dome. The fucking hover chair. Uh, oh, oh my gosh, it's it so fucking good. rules. It rules so bad. But and so the the helicopter shows up and then they're so they're like, oh yeah, take the wounded one. And it's just like, how fucking weird. Like, what would you do? As just a normal fucking ordinary biker gang, when when all of a sudden they just take one of your friends that seemingly a fucking like deformed child injured. Uh huh. I mean, what this doesn't happen to you like all the time? No, no, I'm not in a biker gang. Ah, uh, well, let me tell you, dude, it's rough. So then they make them get down on the ground and then uh, arrest them as they're kidnapping Tetsuo it's it's so they came after the little kid why would they need to take the injured people i'm I'm guessing it's because they're assuming that the kid injured them yeah yeah is that what you got from it that's what i kind of got from it but i was kind of confused at the same time my thought is maybe like there was some fear that like being exposed to the kid's power could have changed him in some way maybe which I think I think is what kind of happened. Right, right. Which is also sort of, weird because sort of hap- it's it's complicated. Yeah, because you would also think that if they had the ability to just expose the people to like the little like zombie kids, 
they could just expose a bunch of people to them and have a bunch of experiments. True. But that could get Which again, out it's of not, hand. It's not, yeah, yeah, it's not ever really explained. So then we get the, uh, the biker kids are then detained by the... I'm just going to say it's the local PD. Yeah, they get, like, transferred, I'm assuming. Right. And I I love that they, uh, they like, show the... They show the Olympic Stadium. Uh-huh. Which really doesn't... You don't know anything about until later. This but it's is... Just, it's the f- did you know that this is actually why they canceled the 2020 Olympics in Tokyo? Oh. Yeah, it was random Akira attack. Yeah, that's actually, it was what COVID is. Um, oh my God. One of the, the kid jars they, got out. They broke open all the, yeah, I was going to say they broke open all the kid jars and released the COVID. The, uh, yeah, COVID is just the Akira in all of us. <laughs> oh no. Oh shit. So then we get to the the, the, the detainment center where they show... Uh, pictures of Canada looking like a like a street tough, and then, then they show him on the camera, and he's all smiles and uh-huh. trying to be nice, nice. Which, like, it would be funny, like, oh, you tried to get out of jail, but I'm wearing this sick fucking jacket with a pill on the back. <laughs> right, right. And so then uh, Canada so they... notices the girl. Right, and he's like, "Oh, she's a real hottie," even though she looks just like him. <laughs> she does with a wig. It's it's the weirdest shit. Like at first, I thought it was just. <laughs> I no, I did too. When I first saw Key or K, mm. uh, I was like, "Why is Kanada wearing a wig?" Like I thought maybe it was like something to do with him going undercover. Uh, but it definitely is a totally other character. So then they uh, they get talked they talk their way out of the detention center, which this uh, this scene is is hilarious. So they're waiting, and this fool like gets thrown out of the office with a grenade. Uh, and, and he goes, he says, "Long live freedom, revolution, bonsai." It's fucking. He just gets the shit kicked out of him. Yeah, absolutely. Like you see a scene of him getting dragged, and there's just a blood trail. <laughs> so then, uh, Kanada gets in an argument with the police officer, uh-huh. and he's he's like, "Who you call an old man? I'm only 25." <laughs> and I was just like, "How the fuck old are these?" uh fucking kids this is before you find out how old they are i was like how the fuck old are these kids when you think they think that 25 is fucking old it's also funny too that like of all the things going on in that like the situation that's going on in the world Mm. um they he gets upset about being called like an old like being called old dude right like somebody just tried to explode like a grenade in your right building somebody just tried to kill all of them and he's just like fucking old man he's like i'm not an old man like bud there's some more important things to be worried about right now right and i also love that the cop picks up the grenade and listens to it (laughs) (laughs) it's like it's just like fucking trying to figure out what the fuck's going on with it 
So then uh, Kanata says he has to, he, you know, the, the police officer tells him basically to get the fuck out of there. And he says, oh, I got to get my other friend. Uh, she's right here. And they're like, okay, good. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and it's the girl. It's the, yeah, it's him in a wig. The gal of his love, dreams himself. So, so they, they, they do like a zoom out of the, uh, the auditorium. And you can, like, clearly see fucking random police brutality happening in the fucking background. Dude, there's man. Like, there's, like, a dude slamming a dude's head onto his desk. No wonder there's biker gangs. So then this is where uh, Kanada puts his Mac on himself. Dude, it's so funny. And then, uh, you know, she, she starts, she's like, all right, well, thanks. I got to go, essentially. I don't remember her exact words. But um, yeah. she walks over, and then a truck goes by and separates them. So Canada um, like loses track of her, and then he right. says, "And I quote: You could at least tell me your name, you cold bitch. <laughs> you cold bitch. What is that? Uh, what's this? What do they call that? It's like the nice guy meme. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like you know, like oh, I got you out of jail." You want to go see a movie? No, not really. Oh, you bitch. I don't want to see a movie with you anyways. <laughs> so then there's explosions that happen in the fucking police building after the after they leave. Yeah, yeah, which is just like a kind of fun aside that's immediately. Like, it makes you wonder if it was the dude's fucking grenade going off. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Or just like another government protester. Another fucking dude trying to blow up the goddamn place. They're uh, they're protesting election results. Oh no! So was that not a gym? Was that the Capitol? <laughs> too soon. Too soon. Just kidding. Nothing's ever. So too in this soon. so in this next scene, you get like this like major hard ass dude with his rad fucking like bowl cut flat top fucking mohawk. Mm-hmm. Or it's not a bowl cut. It's like a flat top mohawk. It's kind of like if you were like, if you were balding, but in reverse. <laughs> oh, no, he just has like a the fucking triangle on the top, and <laughs> the rest is gone. <laughs> so in like in this whole part, I, all I wrote down was that they talk about science. The lights flicker a lot, and then we get to watch this machine just like basically juggle. Tetsuo. Yeah, like, Tetsuo is going in, like, the wildest fucking Ava that I've ever seen. Right, right, dude. So, like, instead of the scanners going back and forth, like, the bed moves, like, up and down and back and forth. It's just, like, it seems like if you had somebody that was concussed after being in a motorcycle accident, the last thing you're going to want to do is basically fucking juggle them in a goddamn hospital chair. And then you you find out that there's a a strange, like, mad scientist type character who's, like, making graphs of visual things of people's, like, fucking Akira aura. Like, their chi? I don't know. So that's... So is that just a computer representation of of Tetsuo's, like, aura? Yes. Okay, because I... I'm not going to lie to you, and I might sound stupid, but I 100% thought that it was, like, some kind of oil inside of like a speaker that was floating you know, like have you ever seen the videos where people put liquid yeah yeah a sp- like a bass like a bass speaker and you can like see it dance around i 100 percent thought that it was like that i thought it was a liquid inside because it looks like when you see it it's like a 
almost like a bowl shape. Right, and there's like a an empty center, and it's like dancing around right. the side. Yeah, I I 100% thought it was some kind of like life essence that they took out of Tetsuo. I think it's and, just uh, a reading of his. Yeah, yeah. Now that I look at it, there's like a bunch of like lasers and stuff. Mm. So yeah, it would make more sense that it's an actual like hologram or like a projection rather than an actual fluid. Yeah. And I think we're we're supposed to assume that this very strange fucking uh, MRI machine is giving them those readings. Right, right. Well, but then later on... Later on, they uh, do it without, but... Right, right. And then they also show uh, Tetsuo's readings compared to Akira's readings. Mm -hmm. And Akira's readings literally are like a a mushroom cloud. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, 30 years? Is that too soon? Oof. But yeah, and that's pretty much... I mean, there's a lot of like science jargon that I just, I would have had to have paused the movie and just in my notes and had to have probably spent, it would have probably taken me like four and a half hours to watch this whole movie. If I would have wrote down all of the science, tried to like make sense of all the science stuff as they said it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so in my notes, I, there's a lot going on in this movie that like we are going to miss. Oh, there's, there's too much. (laughs) It's just like, I can't, the machine is just too, and like, it just, just seeing it i don't understand what that could be reading because like our mris like real you have to be real fucking uh like still yeah yeah it's just like okay well it's like an mri but if it was on a roller coaster (laughs) Uh, i have a really important note for about this part it's just wait god damn it i guess akira isn't the main guy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, no. So, so, uh, uh, before, like, so I watched this movie quite a while ago. Like I've seen it before multiple times, but I want to say it was like on DVD and it was probably when I was just graduating high school or like towards like my senior year of high school. Okay. And I remember, I remember the whole movie just waiting for like uh dragon ball Z reveal of like this totally ripped like fucking dude that was going to like blend into Tetsuo <laughs> and become like this fucking like super beast super saiyan Tetsuo right and then we don't get that we get parts of a super child in jars <laughs> so yeah I don't really know who you would say the main character is because it focuses a lot on Kanida mm-hmm. and then Tetsuo. Yeah, it's and then it's kind of like those two K. share it. Right. Well, then there's like some parts that involve a lot with K. Uh-huh. And then the zombie grandma children. It's a whole cast of characters, folks. Right. Right. And again, I think that if it was like a TV show... It would be, it's almost cut to like episodes, you know, it's like episode one is more based on like light backstory. And then episode two is more about Kanada. And then episode three goes to Tetsuo. And then, you know what I mean? Right. Right. So now they're at school, which 
uh, I love that they at the beginning of the, the front of the school there's a statue with like a noose <laughs> and like a bra on top of its head. <laughs> Clearly, the good kids' school. Right, right. Well, but like, is it the only school? Uh, no, I think at one point they specifically mentioned that they're at like a vocational school for like bad kids. Oh, that's right. That's right. You are correct. Yeah. So I love this. So they, they back talk the teacher and end up in the principal's office and who I'm going to assume is the coach, uh, just like beats the shit out of them, which is, it's kind of funny that, you know, um, this guy is just like beating the shit out of them when like, (laughs) One of the members of their gang literally murdered somebody like five minutes ago. Well, in in right, movie like right. a day Tetsuo. ago. Yeah, like the night before, Tetsuo like destroyed a dude basically just for uh, having a clown sticker on his motorcycle helmet. He smashed him in the jaw with a hammer and I'm going to assume crippled him at the very least. When do these juggalo hate crimes end? I don't know. You wouldn't see that kind of stuff in Detroit. That's all I'm saying. Whoop, whoop. Whoop. <laughs> so, uh, I love how all the, the guys have their own girls, except for three random guys that you never, uh, or no, two random guys that you never even really meet. Right, right. <laughs> like, they're not, not really any more in the movie after that scene. And then they're walking and the dude punches his friend in the back of the head and he starts puking blood. Dude, it's like so much blood. Dude, it's like, it's also like neon, uh-huh. which is hilarious to me. It's like neon red. And you see, uh, you see Kanida, uh, kind of dumping his, his current girl. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's got, I mean, he's obsessed why with himself. Date, yeah. I was going to say why, why date a girl in a like tube top? and a miniskirt when you could date yourself in a wig. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I, I, so, so then it shows the, uh, the nurse at the secret, but not so secret military facility. And she's checking on Tetsuo. Mm. So they just talked about in the earlier scene with the, the, uh, the fucking jazzercise fucking MRI. <laughs> they were going to, they were going to keep a close eye on Tetsuo. Uh, because it was newly discovered powers that they literally haven't they saw on the damn like fucking groove fucking projection <laughs> the groove music for windows 98 and yeah and then so then they let him leave their facility like that same day uh-huh. <laughs> like he he just disappears no problem escapes with ease and then he goes to see his best girl right which so they're in the laundromat and there's this girl on the phone just talking about seeing her boyfriend and all this other, you know, but I, I'm glad that even in the present near far future of Neo Japan, uh, teen gossip will still be the same. Yes. You, you can't, you can drop bombs, you can create Akira's, but you cannot stop teen gossip. You cannot stop teen girls from gossiping. So, I do not remember Tetsuo's girlfriend's name. Um, uh, fuck. I, I have it wrote down is it, somewhere. Is it Kairoi? Uh, anyway. Yeah, Kira. Ki- I think it begins with like a K. Yeah, anyways. 
So he's, he uh, goes to, which I'm assuming is like a girl's school. Right? Yeah. Is that what she was? It's what it kind of reminded me of. But they also had a laundromat, which was very interesting. Because you would think that if it was a private school, they would uh, they would have their like a laundry room, mm-hmm. not have to pay for their laundry if they're already paying to live. It could just know, go to. School. It could just be that like that's kind it of could a, be like a, a tenement place she was at, you know. Yeah, or it could be like their like where she lives has a fucking laundromat in the apartment complex, maybe. Yeah, and I would love to have that laundromat. It's sick. It's got pink washers. Right, right, and a fucking like huge like the fucking the phone the damn pay phone yeah yeah it was huge it was like the size of the fucking girl on the phone's whole torso and then uh we flash back to the school and the teacher's apparently late or something and we see somebody looking out the window and like oh connie dad somebody's on your bike and it's it's tetsuo oh dude Oh, this scene. So this is the, the, when they're in the school, this is the whole vocation thing. This is where, because the dude, so, uh, fuck, I don't know what his name is, or I don't know what the friend's name was either. I'm not even sure if it's Given. Oh, here it is. Is it? No. It's Given later. Yamagata is his name. Oh, right. Yeah, it is Given later. I remember now. But yeah, so Tetsuo and his girlfriend steal his bike. And then they drive by the Star Bowl, Star Bowling Alley, and apparently that's the uh, the hideout of the clown gang. Which it's super funny that just in broad daylight they also like one ride motorcycles and then two are in their like clown get up. <laughs> right, right. Like, like it's uh, like even Santa Claus takes off his his costume at some point. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> In uh, so in the distant future, um, wrestling star Sting will create a gang of clown children. Oh, okay. Uh, so do you you did you know that Sting is back in wrestling? I did hear about that. Yeah. Oh, I'm so stoked. But anyway, let's let's not get sidetracked. Uh, so the clown gang they so so Tetsuo runs out of I'm assuming gas. Mm-hmm. Or something. His motorcycle base or Kanata's motorcycle dies. And something about like so, he he mentions what it is. Something about you have to like balance the throttle correctly or something. Oh, that's right. You gotta keep the RPMs over five thousand or something, or it it uh it stalls out. Yeah, kind of a weird explanation, but so then Tetsuo uh, Tetsuo's girlfriend looks back and says, "Oh, hey, here comes Kanata," and then. Um, she gets like punched in the face at high speed. Yeah, it's rough, dude. Oh yeah, she like turns inside out basically. Like she goes end over end, and then it zooms back to the second biker gang person being like, "Oh hey, uh, Tetsuo's being attacked by the clowns." So they're like, "Let's get the f-, you know they they speed away to help Tetsuo." And then dude, this is like brutal. Mm. They have they have Tetsuo's girlfriend up against the building and they pull her shirt down and then just punch her like directly in the face. Yeah. They like completely rip her shirt off. Right. Right. And it's just like rough, man. Yeah. And then also my favorite way uh, to exit a high speed vehicle is to just jump right off. 
at high speed. That is how I do it every day. <laughs> because, dude, I thought that when I first saw uh, Kanata like jumping off the back of the bike and just going like full run. I thought he was going to do some kind of like crazy fucking like clothesline or like a kick or something mm. to one of the clown guys. But no, he just jumps off and then just starts running. Uh, it's also worth noting that uh, Tatsuya is seemingly more upset that they might burn Kanata's bike instead oh, of yeah. the fact that his so, girlfriend was yeah, just like sexually right. assaulted. Right. Like they pull the girlfriend's shirt down leaving her topless, then punching her in the face, leaving her unconscious, and then he pulls a Molotov cocktail out and shows it in front of Tetsuo, and Tetsuo's like, I'll kill you! And it's like, uh, your girlfriend or the motorcycle, what matters? And then he's like, you better not touch that motorcycle! It's like, okay, wait a minute. Get your your priorities and... (laughs) Right! So then Kanata... It was still in full sprint after jumping off of a high speed motorcycle. Um, jumps off of the fender of the clown's mo- like motorcycle and kicks him in the face. Mm. And then runs over to Tetsuo, which this is where we get one of the fade to black. Yep. And then fade ins. And it just fades right into. Tetsuo's girlfriend with like a black eye and a bloody nose and no shirt. I think her name's like Cody. Cody or Co- yeah. Yeah, something like that. So then we get the clown uh getting the ki- like getting beat up by Tetsuo, who I thought at first glance was Kanada because of the red Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the red suit. And I was just like god damn. And it's a like her face is just fucked up in this scene like, oh yeah dude. still swollen yeah. yeah so then we get kanada trying to comfort tetsuo and tetsuo gets real like, he's just unconsolable after what happened uh. um so so then we we get to a point where the government is watching tetsuo so if the government was watching him and knew where he was like why did they not come and get him sooner so uh the best theory i can give is that uh maybe somebody reported this violence and they picked up on that and like the descriptions matched so they checked yeah because it was like right so he's tetsuo's walking away and he has like this freak out where basically he sees, um, he sees like the fucking, uh, little zombie kids and sees basically his future where he becomes like a blob person mm-hmm. and sees the ground crumble and then sees his guts come Dude, out. The and then gut he tries scene to... is rough. <laughs> he sees his guts come out and then he tries to pull them back in, but they show what's really going on. And it's nothing. He's just reaching at nothing. It's a wild scene, dude. Like, he's having, like, full mental breakdown. Right. Right. And then the government shows up, and they show him in, like, this truck. So they they show this truck. It's like a mobile workstation or something. But they show them in, like, a similar truck multiple times in the movie. Hmm. 
Oh, maybe they and can figure they out where he is because like his his metachlorians. Oh, his or power levels. Yeah, his, his power. When his power levels go over nine thousand, and his like his like liquid base fucking goes off the charts. Exactly. They're like, damn, somebody put on dubstep. Nope, that's Tetsuo. That's Tetsuo. <laughs> is that the new new? Nope, <laughs> that's the Tetsuo. And I love how uh, Kanata tries to get in the fucking there's a dude in a black suit and Kanata just like steps towards him and the fucking dude just like fucking throws him <laughs> so then it shows there's another there's there's another fade to black they show tetsuo's bandage just floating in and the then wind we, right we and then it fades to black and then they're all sitting around like a uh, a fountain uh-huh and this is another one where it's like they're wearing the same clothes again. And Connie uh, does old girlfriend is is there, but she's like, fuck you. I'm done, basically. Yeah. Yeah. She's trying to win him back. And she's like, yeah, well, whatever. And just leaves. Which uh, for being like 15, it's crazy that they're that worried about being with these guys <laughs> <laughs> well i mean everything's blowing up so maybe they're just yeah, like oh, we gotta true. we it's gotta like a land one thing. now yeah right we gotta get that life insurance early and then you so see then we get an a... explosion in the distance and there's like a clash oh, between yep. the police and yep. some protesters some protesters or revolutionaries in the in the background you can hear those three girls in their miniskirts saying the life insurance <laughs> but uh, so the guy comes out of the fucking the one of the protesters comes out of the fucking under from outside the explosion and just like blasts the security guard straight in the face it's just like oh my god <laughs> So then, so then, uh, Kanata sees fucking that Ryu guy and his himself. Uh huh. So he takes chase because he's uh, you know he's trying to bring sexy back. <laughs> so they're basically running. I think it's they're in a restaurant. Yeah, that's what it looks like. They're like trying like to that. hide in a. They're trying to hide in a restaurant, but then, um key or k or whatever ends up in a this like the sewer yeah it doesn't make a lot of sense but it's fine and she uh she fires a shot at a couple of the cops but it misses there's like a mini shoot out there no she blasts one like right in like oh we're half a we're not there yet we're not there yet oh okay she gets uh like the cop points a gun at her and she's like back against the wall so there's there's two cops and they have like a, a flashlight and they, they, she shoots a shot at them and they fucking run away. It's uh, like, you also have guns, you fucking idiots. So then there's a cop above her that's like shooting down at her. And then this is where uh fucking Kanata, who just is running full speed down the like embankment of the sewer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then that's where Kay just like shoots him, which like the blood is almost like, uh, luminescent yeah yeah in the dark like it's completely dark and there's just like neon red blood flowing out of his face which is it's 
you know, it's funny. And, like, she, like, shoots him right in the fucking eye, basically. Oh, yeah, just, like, half of it gone. So then she just is in shock. It's just, like, you hang out with people that are blowing up buildings and shit, and you shoot a guy, and you're shocked. Right, right. So then after that, Kanata and uh, himself lady leave. So then we get these, like, so we get a couple, I think, like, two or three of these where it's, like, Tetsuo flashbacks. Mm-hmm. So then we get this flashback with this fucking just god-awful music. And then we see it's, like, Tetsuo hanging out with another kid, which I'm assuming is supposed to be Kanata. Mm. And then all of a sudden everything just starts to crumble away. Which is weird because, so if they're only 15, um, would they even have been there for that, for the whole first, you know, Akira Yeah, no, they wouldn't have situation. that would have happened in 1988 and this is set in 2019. Right. So I'm, it's real weird how he would be having like flashbacks of that unless the little zombie kids are like piping weird shit into his mind mm-hmm. because you find out later that they can do that. Yeah. It's, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, there's a, there's so much in this movie that it's like, you just got to ride with it. So then we get a scene where we're introduced to the girl zombie grandma child. So it's creepy, right? Like, this scene, is it supposed to be met, like, creepy? I... Like, why does... Why does the little girl have, like, a heart-shaped bed? And why is it, like, that military guy's, like, favorite? I don't know. They don't really explain it. It's either, like, his daughter, or it's some kind of weird thing. But I, I don't know. I didn't know how to take it. And, like, this scene... I don't know. I I didn't. I probably should have wrote something down about what the zombie kid, the zombie girl was telling the military guy. Yeah. So she says, um, she says she had a dream. And in that dream, like the, the world started to crumble. It was just her. And she says the three of us. And we got to meet Akira again. Oh, okay. So basically they all had the same dream that Tetsuo had. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's why he had that dream because they're all connected with their powers now. Yeah. That's my guess. Right. So then, so then we, uh, so then we move forward to, they're going into this like ice base. Um, which, uh, they give out a bunch of, uh, temperatures. Mm. So I just like the kilometers per hour earlier, I converted them. So they say that the, the first building, the first, like the computer lab is, uh, 148 degrees Kelvin, which is negative 193 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, um, they are only wearing a heavy jacket. They're not wearing anything on their legs or hands or head. So there's no chance in hell they would survive that. Uh, okay. Yeah, let me think of an explanation here. Um, oh no, it, it gets better. You're, you can think of one, but 
I, I want your explanation for this. So they go down to Akira's tank where they say that it is 0.005 Kelvin, which is negative 460 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, okay. Like so... you would have to have like, you would have to have like a suit that's like literally just made of lava they to survive there and there's no chance in hell that any of the doors or locks would work they would all just as soon as they tried to move they would just the whole place would just shatter they're very thick coats just very very it's down man it's down f- well and it's it's yeah yeah right it's it's like russian duck <laughs> but it's also funny because they're down there and they can freeze akita's remains in that room no problem but they're just down there talking I would, it's just like there's no way that you could survive even in the first room that was negative 193 degrees Fahrenheit, let alone. I I have a theory. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, it's not related to the cold, but I think that uh, Xander Cage is Akira. Oh, yeah, as a kid? Yeah. I'll allow it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, in reality, what is more extreme? What would be more Xander zone than making yourself into an atomic bomb and basically just blowing up an entire city? Dude, he did it for his babe, I bet, too. Oh, he probably... He went from... uh, Damn it, what was that country that they went to? Bora Bora? (laughs) (laughs) He went to Bora Bora, and then he got with, uh, what's her name, Eve's character. And she said, you, you're not getting the hits that you used to, so we need to, to step it up. And then he akira all over. I mean, I sometimes I Akira myself. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Well, they say if you Akita yourself at night, that's normal. <laughs> they actually call them. They actually call them Nakita. Oh, oh no! <laughs> uh. So now, so so now in the movie, we get a uh, a scene, a short scene of Kanada trying to wow K and trying to figure out what the hell's going on. We then meet a group. That start to shoot at Kanata, or are about to shoot Kanata, and then they see K. And then we get a, basically the group is in an apartment, and you get a rundown of the entire movie in case you missed the first 40 minutes. <laughs> Which also lends itself to the TV show thing. Right, right. It's like, oh, you missed the first, like, three episodes? Here's the next one. So, and also every time that the girl says, is talking to the guy whose name is Ryu, mm-hmm. uh, she says Ryu. So she's like, Ryu, what should we do, Ryu? Hey, Ryu, what do you mean? No, Ryu. It's like every <laughs> every sentence that she says to him, she has to say Ryu in it. Josh, what do you mean, Josh? Right, I didn't notice right. that, Josh. So then we're in this uh, apartment. 
and basically they're talking about their plan to break into the secret, not so secret military base. So they have like key cards to get in that change, you know, every whatever, every shift or whatever. So they they got a guy on the inside that gets them all that stuff. Mm. And they're basically running down uh, the first forty minutes of the movie, and then what they're gonna do from that, you know, at the forty first movie or minute of the movie. And I've learned that basically if there's anybody, I almost feel like it's trying to play from the, like, a kid's angle. Like, this is most definitely, like, an R-rated movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're almost playing, it almost plays out as if they know that kids are going to watch it. Right. Because every time, like, every time the kids talk, it's very, like, kid slang easy to understand, real straightforward. But every time it's like an, an adult talking, it's all just like metaphors and science talk that's like real hard to follow. Right, right. So then we get Kanata sneaks his way into the room with the group of people. <laughs> yeah, like he sneaks in through like the vent or something. Yeah. He's like listening in the vent. So then we get this weird... <laughs> dude. I don't even know what it is. He's like a beaver person is the best way I could describe him. But he's talking to like the Ryu guy. And uh, he's basically, they're talking about, um, they're talking about like what they know and how they're planning everything. Basically he's, I think the old guy is on the inside basically mm -hmm. giving everybody money and information that yeah so yeah. that they can so they can basically like uh fulfill all of their like protests and like terrorist you know, activity also at first i thought this old guy was one of the kids oh yeah see you know what i thought that too i thought that he was like one of the kids grown up and he was the reason why they knew everything mm-hmm but that is not the case. He is just, he's just, ugly. there just happens to be, there just happens to be other deformed humans in this world. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's also funny that it's like the, the, so they, after those two talk, you go to the, it's like the UN of China or of Japan. Mm -hmm. And, but they're like physically fighting. Like they're not just arguing. They're like physically throwing papers and punches at each other. Dude, that's how it goes. I mean, Oh, it is. Yeah. Whenever I'm at the and, UN. Well, so like, so for the secret government test stuff, Apparently, it's just like every, as secret as they try to keep it, apparently everybody just knows about Akira and all these, like, zombie children. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I think it's, like, the specifics they don't know, maybe? But, like, they know, right. like, the gist of what an Akira is, sort of. Right. There's, like, a dude sleeping. <laughs> in the fucking, like, it's literally just, like, yeah, any UN meeting. So then the dude leaves the, like, secret military. Basically, he's asking for more funding. Uh-huh. And uh, they don't want to give him more funding because they haven't really seen any results from their initial funding. 
mm-hmm. which based on everything that they have equipment wise, I can only imagine how much money that they've already given the secret military like project. Yeah, they have an underground freezer system that Yeah, that goes down to like unrealistically cold temperatures. And the magic coats that protect them. Magic coats, the the Russian down. And uh they also have like a machine that like makes you into a human boppet. <laughs> Which also then takes your aura and turns it into, like, a dubstep groove. God, we need to invent that. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's a boppet that's just shaped like Skrillex. So then, we after the meeting, um, which in the meeting, one of the guys yells at another guy and set, tells him to shut up, old man. I wrote that down as, as a quote. <laughs> I do not so have then, much notes from this section. Oh, no. It's, a lot of stuff happens, but it's just like I said, if you wanted to write it all down, you'd have to pause the movie and write down notes for like 30 minutes to try to get everything. Right. So this is... We we get a scene of Tetsuo. He's reaching for water. This, he then like... This is a he uses wild, tele- wild zone. <laughs> he uses telekinesis to bring the water to his hand. He then picks up a teddy bear. Mm-hmm. And then he throws it on the ground. And then you look at the floor, and there is just a whole bunch of children's toys on the floor, which is very weird. It then cuts to uh, a guy that's in this in security, I'm assuming, talking to what seems to be a rep- like a group of repair people. Mm-hmm. Which, in my notes, I just wrote down, aren't they the worst? shady repair people <laughs> and they're like well we got to install this wire thing today yeah. and yeah they're like oh i thought you guys weren't fixing the wires until next week and it's like oh we got it in early so we we, we got to get it done now it's just like that's not how uh that's not how appointments work <laughs> like if if you get it in early it, that doesn't mean that you get to inconvenience me by coming in whenever the fuck you want so then, this is when we get probably one of the most terrifying scenes. Oh. Um, we get killer semen toys. Yes. Yes. Y- yes, we do. Which is just, like, it's so crazy because it's just like, okay, yeah, it's a stuffed animal. It's like stuffed animals walking on the bed. You're just, you're kind of like, okay, he has mind powers. Maybe they're, uh, like you know playing tricks on him yeah like some kind of weird imaginary thing right right but then he like grabs them and they're like gone Uh (laughs) uh-huh also worth noting that the car is crawling on its wheels and it's really funny (laughs) right it's like walking so then he turns over and all of a sudden everything just becomes like a giant teddy bear which is weird, which it's so it's very like weird because uh, it's a teddy bear made out of random things in the room, but it's somehow all colored like teddy bear color. Uh huh. Uh huh. And then it uh, it then drips semen. It's just uh, it's, out of itself. Dude, it's covered in cum. <laughs> the whole thing. And I think it has like a crocodile for a hand. 
Which is even weird, or like a like a dinosaur. It's hard to explain. There's also a giant bunny rabbit uh, that gets caught on his bed. My my notes say, "What the fuck? The crawling toys? What the fuck? A giant bear dripping cum? <laughs> what the fuck?" And then the fucking car just kind of strolls in and like flexes its muscles, and then just. Sp- just Bukakis, <laughs> Tetsuo, and uh, then you see uh, you see like Tetsuo accidentally step on the cup, and yeah. he gets like blood in his foot because of the glass. He's like pulling the glass out, and then like the cum bear just kind of dissolves, and you they, see like, that it's flip the, the fuck kids. out. Yeah, they like flip the fuck out, which is like I don't blame him. I would wince too if I saw like anybody step in like that much glass like i've seen somebody like just have a small shard of glass in their hand and when they pull it out it just like pours blood like i can only imagine having like lego sized amounts of of glass in your foot Mm -hmm. like that's like all the stitches (laughs) so you but yeah that's when you find out that the like the killer semen toys are just the like zombie kids um controlling them some for some reason (laughs) which is just it's so and then so like they have the ability so here here's like a weird continuity thing they have the ability to kind of like appear and reappear Uh uh-huh uh-huh it seems so like why didn't the zombie kid just disappear at the beginning of the movie instead of getting that guy shot up um i or is it just the girl that can do the disappear thing i guess i didn't notice if if all of them did it or if it was just the when the girl was there god i really don't know but uh the uh the the nurses try to come because they find out tetsu's door is unlocked and he literally blows them up oh yeah yeah he does so I, I, I've decided that uh, 98% of death metal music is about this movie, and then the other 2% is about Satan. <laughs> I think that is all death metal. And so now the, uh, the wire um, insta- installers, which is just <laughs> the, the, the group, men. the revolutionary group, right. are there in the sewers sneaking in. And trying to avoid detection. Right. right. Which I love. Uh, I love that they can keep track of like five uh, kids uh-huh. in like all of the city, but they can't keep track of just like five random repair people in their building. <laughs> so eventually they get seen and it's like these uh, these weird like bike things with machine guns on the top of them. Right. But like you're, you're originally supposed to believe that it's just like a orb of light that shoots, uh, which I think would be a lot cooler than like a fucking crotch rocket or like a snowmobile, a flying snowmobile with a chain gun. It's like the things in uh, return of the Jedi that the Ewoks use or that they use on yeah. indoor. Yeah. The, the, the speeders. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that if it had a ginormous fucking gun on it. But, like, uh, <laughs> I feel like if these, like, five random 
people posing as uh, repair people that are basically just like guerrilla fighters mm-hmm. can sneak into your base and take out multiple of your defenses. I think you're, you're very overfunded and you're humorously ineffective. <laughs> like it's insane. It's also really funny that, uh, why are why is this building's sewer tunnel so guard like heavily guarded? Uh, the rats, man. The rats. There's right? some really they showed, big rats. They showed like a ginger ale box in the water, and then like a rat was just covered in maggots. Did you notice that? Uh. So then, uh, K goes out there and gets shot at and takes one of the bikes out. So then she tries to take out another one and drops the fuck. She, she takes out one of the bikes and then drops the gun in the water. And then another one shows up and she's just like, Oh fuck, I got to find that gun in the water. (laughs) So then they're able to jump. She jumps on the fucking or Connie. I can't tell who the fuck is who one of them. Canada, I think jumps on the fucking bike. Yeah. It's Canada. Okay, yeah. In this scene, they legitimately look like the exact same person. Yeah, they're wearing the same clothes. Because she has her hair, like, pulled back or cut shorter, and like, because she's not wearing a hat. Uh Uh-huh. So then they steal the fucking, like, speeder, and they take out another speeder, and because Canada can drive a motorcycle, he can ultimately drive anything that's not a car, apparently, because he's only 15. That is how it works. Like, once you learn how to ride a bike, for instance, you can... Oh, you automatically, you can upgrade to a moped, and then once you master the moped, you can ride a dirt bike, and then you can ride a motorcycle, and then you're, like, a fucking a champion. I can drive a plane now. Oh, shit. What was the evolution of that? Is that from driving a car? Yeah, yeah. It's the same, right? Yeah, I figured. So then... So then we get, uh... So Tetsuo has mind powers for, like, we'll say a week. Uh Uh-huh. And he's already mastered it. And they're, like, trying to gas him. And he's just, like, fucking shooting the bullets back and around and shit. With his brain. So then uh, they know where to go because the is that is this where the zombie girl like takes over? No, no, no this goes yeah, back yeah. to Tetsuo. Yeah. So yeah, they shoot like they shoot smoke grenades. Uh, but like he so he masters his powers basically within a week. It's a very it's attacked. a very Darth Vader situation, man. He's his metachlorians are fucking high. Right. Yeah, but then, like, at the same time, so he has, like, all this power, and he just knows how to use it, but then, like, later on, he'll just be, like, has no clue how to use his powers properly. (laughs) You know? He's not respecting the reload time. Like, you gotta relax after you do all this. Right, right. So, yeah, he, Tetsuo destroys his way through to basically get to the room of the like zombie children like their room so uh, why do they 
control the like semen stuffed animals. Like they have mind powers and that's how they decide to use it. <laughs> Are you telling me you wouldn't do that? Yeah, I mean, I guess, but like, so when Tetsuo gets into their room, they're still like piloting the fucking like semen teddy bear Gundams. Yeah, yeah. All their monster So then toys. Tetsuo, Tetsuo like uses his mind powers to basically like destroy the fucking toys that are surrounding them to make them into the fucking teddy bear, like semen teddy bears. Uh-huh. Also, there's a really important line of dialogue here. Well, uh, Tetsuo is fighting with the kids. One of the kids says, Hey, you, you're a Cretan. Die. <laughs> yeah, it's the fat kid. It's so funny. I I did say, um, it's good to see childhood obesity gets rep- got representation back in the 1980s anime. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fucking terrible. But yeah, so like they have all these, so they're, they're like mind power fighting. Why did they not just do that to begin with? Why were they like trying to scare him with fucking teddy bear, like semen teddy bears? It's so fucking weird. Right, right. Or like, why don't one of them just like try to explain what's going on to him? (laughs) Right, right. All they got to say is, look, you're going to get overpowered and then explode. It's gonna get. That's all they would need to tell them. You're gonna have a bad time, right? Yeah, like you. It's so. It's it's all. All they'd have to do is explain. Like, look, the last kid that was like this fucking blew up the entire fucking like country. Just letting you know. So then we get a scene back with Kanata and Kay, and then this is where the little zombie girl is controlling Kay, like telling her where to lead Kanata so they could end up there so then there's more uh Tetsuo then goes to attack the girl Mm -hmm. and then Tetsuo recognizes the kid from the bike accident and (laughs) they start going like full fucking spirit orbs fighting each other kind of right right it reminds so like I don't know why but it reminded me of the South Park episode where there's Cartman thinks he's a psychic <laughs> and all of the other psychics come and they're like, it kind of reminded me of that for like five seconds. That was the sounds that were playing in my head when they were like doing their, like their like fucking mind power face off. Uh huh. And it's basically like ripping a perfect circle in the floor, which was weird. And that's so so then the uh, the freaking secret military like leader comes in with the scientist and just says, "Cut it!" You know, you kids, stop it! And then he fucking just stops. <laughs> right, right. Which I thought, like, what the fuck? which I thought was, yeah. It's just like I don't know if that's just like a respect thing, like in Japan, like younger people respect adults. I mean, they're in a biker something. game; they can't respect them that much. Oh, that's true. And then I also love that the the doctor comes in and Tetsuo grabs his head and the doctor says, does your head hurt? And I was like, yeah, this motherfucker's a real doctor. (laughs) (laughs) So then he, uh, he like fly, like physically flies out of the freaking, the, like the kid's room. Yeah. And then... (laughs) 
<laughs> so, and he says something like, "Oh, I can do this too." And it's like it's the well, he's he's on the quest to uh, to find Akira. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that happens between then and there. Uh, basically, the little kids and Tetsuo get in a fight, and then Tetsuo basically destroys the whole room to get after the little kids. And uh, yeah, and the little kids end and up then, inadvertently telling him about how Akira right works. where Akira is. Yeah, and then. Uh, basically the little kids try to make a run for it and then Kanata shows up and gets in an argument with Tetsuo um basically like saying that like I was I've been in your one of those like I've been in your shadow that all along and now I have power and you're jealous of me like that that whole like cliche right which is bizarre because it's also like you know if he was jealous of him he probably wouldn't be breaking well, into this uh, building to right. save right but and like if that was the case it would make sense if they would have like showed that in the beginning mm-hmm. but most of the i mean all the guys that they featured in the bike gang were very like supportive of each other yeah yeah they seem like i mean just they homies. were they were right they were willing to like basically go out and die to fight fucking dudes in clown makeup on bikes which i mean i am also willing to do that Oh, right, if you right. wanna, if you wanna start some shit, you wanna find some yeah, juggalos. Uh, we'll rough them up. So then that's where uh, that's so the little girl zombie then tells Tetsuo about Akira at the uh, at the stadium, and then Tetsuo basically glows red and then disappears, and <laughs> they the. Uh, then the military people say you're telling me that he managed to escape (laughs) and it's just like where where the hell have you fucking been you're standing you're in the same fucking room also like look around like what do you think was gonna happen here but he destroyed this child he he destroyed a child's room right and like tried to kill the children in the process of destroying the room and so like where do they get these people that are working in this building Uh, because like there is no chance in hell i would keep working for this government police force at any point in time the buildings the building gets blown up Uh, there's kids with mind powers that are blowing the people apart there's no fucking way dude they have really good dental benefits though (laughs) right i guess that's true right because it's in like uh like there's riots every day there's like terrorist attacks every day i guess if you know you got to take the job you can get yeah yeah and i mean you know the benefits like i said insane i i also love that the uh the the two skinny kids like their skin is all loose like making them look like they're like zombie grandparents but then like the fat kid just looks like a blue fat kid yeah I also love the scene. So this, this coming up scene, it shows the military people leaving and the council shows up outside and they tell him they shut down the program. Uh-huh. Uh, so then he, he then tells his worker to shoot the councilman and then he, uh, so they shoot him and then he, he rips out this speech saying that you're all controlled by corrupt politicians. Uh-huh. And it's funny because like he's running, 
a secret government funded military operation. Right. Like he's so just, like he's bad. also, he's no, yeah, he's not any better than he's like, it's the same fucking like company, you know, mm-hmm. it's like the pot calling the kettle black. Still, yeah, I believe it's I the exact he's... quote is, open your eyes and look, look, you're all puppets of corrupt politicians and capitalists. Right, and then the guys are holding their, aiming their guns at them, and are just like, oh yeah, you know what, you're right. <laughs> you gotta, <laughs> and just I never thought guns. of that before. I never thought of that. So then the next scene, we get to, uh, we get to Tetsuo shows up at the bar that serves 14-year-olds that the door says adults only. <laughs> yeah, And yeah. basically goes in there and just is like a total dick to the bartender and then just blows the fucking place up for no reason. And he asked the bartender for some pills. Right, right. He wants like a fix or what do they call them? They call it something. And he's like, well, I can get you it, but it's going to cost you. And, uh... And I'm I'm assuming these are the pills that are on the jacket also. Oh, okay. So you think you think that Kanada is he's advertising for like a local drug that uh fourteen year olds take? Yeah, I think it's basically just like the equivalent of having a jacket that says Adderall on it. Or like Xanax, <laughs> like how every fucking like SoundCloud rapper has like a Xanax pill fucking merch. Uh huh. So Tetsuo destroys the bar, kills the bartender. And he's, like, sitting up in, like, the wreckage, kind of, like, looking like fucking Gollum from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking <laughs> like a fucking freak. <laughs> so, and then his friend, uh, what's his name? Fucking Yamagata says call, says he looks like a damn crackhead. <laughs> Some of the language that they use in this dub is just, like, it's hard to believe that there's a Japanese equivalent to uh there probably isn't yeah they probably just kind of thought well he you know he probably said something along the lines of like you look like you're on drugs yeah i actually this is kind of a an aside but i watched a really interesting video on like the translation of like final fantasy 7 and like the process you have to go to to through to like translate something from japanese to english and it's super interesting and complicated yeah because like there's a lot of japanese phrases that don't translate to like it wouldn't make sense in an english translation so you basically have to make it up uh, to, to hold the same message yeah uh, but like also fit the like western you're like translating meaning as opposed to like words which is like right hard right which is why it's like i it, just learning a new language to me just would blow just blows my mind thinking about it and this also leads me to uh, the next scene where there's just also weird fucking music going on. Why is there, like, it is just the weird, I want, I wish somebody would explain to me that likes the soundtrack. Wait, which scene are you talking what about? about it? So this next, like, the, uh, after the, after the bar scene. Uh-huh. Um, they're in, like, the jail cell. Yeah, Kanata yeah. is in the jail cell with Kay. And there is just like some fucking weird music playing over the goddamn uh, fucking jail scene. We'll go back to Tetsuo. Uh, he kills 
uh, Yama, God damn it, Yagamata. I can't remember his fucking name. That sounds name. right. But, like, they don't kill him. So, like, they have no problem showing somebody getting, like, their head hammered away. They have no problem showing a dude getting shot, like, a thousand times. But when Tetsuo kills the friend with a fucking refrigerator, mm -hmm. they just show the shadow of the refrigerator, and then it cuts to Akira and Kei in the jail cell. They don't show him actually get killed. Right. And they'll also show like a literal child being sexually assaulted and a dog being shot right. in the head. Right. And it's just like, why, why all of a sudden is this that why, like, why do you draw the line at? Cause it's like one of the like quote, like main characters, but it's just like, it's, it's a weird choice. Like I care more about the dogs than that kid. <laughs> right. He did have a pretty rad shirt on, though, but, like, still. It, like, looked like a bonsai tree with some mountains. Yeah, yeah. It looked it looked pretty rad. So then we are, the next scene, it's Kanata and Kay uh, trapped in jail, and they're talking about where everything comes from in man's creation. Uh. Which is very weird, but then you find out that it's not really Kay, it's the damn kid. Mm-hmm possessing her to say all this shit and they also explain what akira is sort of right right but like it's also weird that once the zombie kid controls somebody they don't really seem to know they're being controlled right which is like it's it doesn't follow the normals of like possession like normally when you're possessed by somebody you like come out of it and you're like oh shit what happened you know what i mean mm. Well, and I love how they they show that somebody's like when the girl every time the girl's possessed, they give her eyeliner or uh, eyeshadow on her eyes. Yeah, to let yeah, you know. yeah. God, it's which so is like she didn't have that before. It just appears there, and they are just they argue for the longest time, and then the door just opens. Which you're, so then you they're leaving the girl, right? Right. Yeah, I would assume it's the little. I, I that's what I thought. I when it happened, I was just like, well, yeah, that's probably like the. The little zombie girl. Because it was basically like right after she was done possessing Kay and she was done giving her speech about everything and all of the like info about what Akira is. Uh -huh. Basically the door like opens right after that. So then we get like a rant. So like the uh, Kay and, and uh, Kanada are like walking down the hall and you just get random voiceovers of the kids talking to each other about just random like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so then we get uh we get a tank we get tanks and helicopters um flying and to the where to where where Tetsuo is going yeah 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 and you see the uh they're pulling the body out of the bar mm -hmm. out of the kid bar <laughs> Yeah, the the kid bar that says adult only. It's so weird. And then so then the uh you see the kid that they don't ever name uh sees Kanada and Kay just running down the alley and then catches up with them and lets uh tells them what happened. Uh-huh. After a very very hard cut. <laughs> oh, it was super hard. It was like you were in a dark alley and then boom, it's Kanada in the day. 
and then the kid basically explains that like Tetsu something was wrong with Tetsuo. He wasn't the same, and then uh, he destroyed the bar and killed Yagamata. And then, so he wants to take uh, he takes Yagamata's bike um, and then drives it into the wall, which they could have used the bike. <laughs> later in the movie I was very confused at like at first I thought that he was driving into the wall uh but then he like jumps off the bike <laughs> and I I wrote down I wrote yeah. domo arigato mr yamagato god damn it I mean like what is the <laughs> point of that what is the point of the I don't the bike wall thing I I'm assuming it's some kind of like uh, you all you got to remember that like uh, Japan has a lot of traditions. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I'm assuming it's some kind of uh, you know like when the master dies the the servants commit, you know, seppuku. You know what I mean? It's like one of those like or when the when like different cultures have weird traditions like the Egyptians when the pharaoh died he would they would bury all of his his like shit that was worth anything with in the tomb with them mm-hmm. so maybe it's just one of those things where like when the fucking in their gang tradition when one of the bikers die you have to fucking destroy their bike for them so that nobody else can like dishonor the name of his bike uh okay yeah 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 you know something like that that's what i assumed it was when I first saw it, I thought he was driving in the wall because he was upset. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, wow, this is almost, this is going to be the end of the movie. <laughs> that would be an but it awesome is not. ending, to be honest. Just yeets himself into a wall and then credits roll. <laughs> right. So then we get the, uh, we get the Jesus Christ zombie child superstar scene. Yeah. this is Where he is walking over water and then Kay can walk over water. <laughs> So then I was like, oh, that's not really shallow. But then when Kanata goes in, he's, he's like up to his fucking in. neck. He's like up to his fucking neck in the fucking water. So then here's the... So back to the kid disappearing. So that was just the boy. It wasn't the girl. And he was able to make Kay and him disappear. Mm-hmm. So why didn't the boy make himself and the fucking dude with the gun disappear before he had to shoot those two dogs? Or just like disappear the dogs, right? Well, yeah, that yeah, that could have been. I guess that would be the the more uh, or the 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 less smart way to do it. But yeah, you could have just made the dogs fucking go wherever the fuck. And like he, you know, he could have defended from all those cops. Why did the guy even cover him? Like he could have just stood there and just like shot all the bullets back. Right. So then we get the girl child doing a voiceover, making like look. He's basically comparing uh, Tetsuo, but basically com- he's she says something along the lines of like they're basically just like companions mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of Tetsuo, and comparing them to him. But they lost control of him, which was very bizarre because. They don't really seem to have control of anything, really. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. And, and, uh, so this is, so then it's, there's like a, a fade to black for the girl, 
But then there's just a hard reopen of Kanata in the water. <laughs> which I thought was a very weird choice. Yeah, yeah. So then we get, uh, we get like the beaver man again. Uh-huh. And he's in, I'm assuming it's like the, his mansion? Yeah. Or his office? Because it's like a bunch of workers burning papers. <laughs> and he's like flipping out and like taking pills. Dude, he takes like so which many you, fucking pills. Right. Which you find out they're like nitro pills. For his heart. <laughs> and then Ryu fucking shows up in a fucking tank. <laughs> To the uh to the corrupt politician's house while he's they're burning of money, he then takes a briefcase, which is it's full of like uh what do they call those bonds? Yeah. And then a weird thing. So the door to the bathroom opens, mm. and you see all the workers have like have like killed themselves in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. So then Ryu shows up, uh, all bloodied up. And they basically talk about what the fuck happened. And the beaver dude fucking pulls a gun and shoots him. He does it while he's like half-assed having a heart attack. <laughs> right, right, because he can't take his fucking pills. And he's trying to like, basically because they were in cahoots, he's trying to cover up everything. So then he fucking, he shoots him uh, and then misses the next like two shots. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So then we get... uh there's like a fucking line of people like partying and Tetsuo shows up and fights the military bait, like the tanks. And apparently people, so like apparently a lot of people know about Akira, even though it was supposed to be like a secret, like a government secret because he has like followers that like, basically you learn earlier that there's like a religion that like worships the coming the second coming of Akita. Right, right. And so you have a bunch of people that are like worshiping Tetsuo as because the, they think he's Akita. Also, uh Tetsuo at this point decides to put a cape on himself. Yeah. So he like reaches into a building and it's like a piece of like a flag, I think. Mm-hmm. That's ripped on the fucking glass of the building. And he makes it into a cape. So then the tanks shoot him. And he blows up the fucking shell before it hits him. Um, and they show the crowd. And I think that they didn't animate the crowd for like twelve, for like three frames. Because uh -huh. nobody moves. So then they're like, praise Akita. And they're all fucking like super excited. And then we get to, we cut to the, uh, we cut to the, the corrupt beaver looking politician. He's walking down an alley. Um, he has the cash in the suitcase that's overflowing. It then falls and blows everywhere. And he's like having a full on, I, for a split second, he looks as if he was like about to go super saiyan. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I was like really confused on what the fuck was happening. And then you find out that Ryu uh, had not died yet. Yeah, and he's just been, like, chasing. And he is, yeah, right. So the guy has a mouthful of his heart pills and tries to swallow them, but it's too fucking late. 
And I think he chokes to death on them. That I because it shows hmm. it, he either has a heart attack or because they show him and his mouth is like full, like foamed up. Uh, I and then they sh- <laughs> they show Ryu looking down the street of people like protesting or chasing Tetsuo and he smiles and then like slumps down and then finally dies. That is how I want to go. Yeah, right. You just want to be like in an alleyway watching people rioting uh, and just that'll be it. Yeah, it seems like a, a solid way to go. Wearing an orange Dude, jumpsuit. You're going to you're gonna have to move to the capital or like Portland. Oh, man. <laughs> so then uh, Tetsuo's girlfriend just for like a split second they show tetsuo's girlfriend watching tetsuo on the news mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then uh so it's very so like a little bit ago like tetsuo basically was just trying to kill everybody you know in that building uh now he just wants to attack he just wants to save people from the military i hmm I had trouble following that exactly because on one hand it, it sort of feels like that's what the people think, but I think he's still just trying to like death march to the Olympic building. Right, right. He doesn't yeah. really care and either I, may, way. Maybe it's maybe it's like he's pushing forward, so the people behind him, which are like the the citizens, don't really matter to him, but the military's in front of him, so he basically is just gonna take out whoever's in his way. Right, right. Well, it, so also, um, Tetsuo can fly, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he can also just uh, he'll he glows red and just appears and disappears from places. So why is why did is he walking to Akita? Uh, aesthetics. Yeah, <laughs> I get yeah, right. Runtime. <laughs> it looks cool. And this is where we get like the uh, the the worshippers of Akita. Mm-hmm. And it, like, is a dude with an afro. <laughs> and he 100% looks like a white dude. Like, they most definitely make him, like, more white in skin tone. He's just been living in a basement, man. He's got no tan. <laughs> oh, and then there's the, the laser no, thing. No. Like, the military started trying to shoot uh, Tatsuo with uh, lasers, and it just right. murks a bunch so- of protesters. <laughs> Yeah, so, like, you find out that those laser guns can actually hurt Tetsuo. Mm-hmm. So wouldn't it have been smart to have one of those, like, hit him and show that he gets injured by him to for that to, like, make a little more sense than just... Right, yeah. You know what like, I mean? Like, he could have, like, like grazed you, his gonna, arm. Right. If you're gonna, like, make that be the only weapon that Kanata can use to hurt him, why would you not... Actually, like, if it would have grazed his arm, that would have been really good foreshadowing also. Oh right, yeah, because his what is what happens with his arm later on. Mm-hmm. I'm calling the director. I'm rewriting this. Right, right, yeah. I'm sure he cares thirty, like thirty two years later. <laughs> but yeah, so um, everybody's chasing Tetsuo, and then they the the government takes the bridge out and just fucking just mercs like all the fucking. Uh, like people following tetsuo right right and then they're basically they all like take base in the olympic arena to try to stop him Mm -hmm. 
And then he just, like, shows up out of the dust. And he's, like, walking towards the opening where they have, like, it looks like six tanks and a couple, like, attack fucking vehicles. All they got left. This is a pretty shitty uh, last stand here. Yeah. They, yeah. they could have pulled out something else. So then, so then the scientist goes into his, like, his dubstep lab and sees the fucking beats are getting, starting to get fucking about to drop. All about that bass, about that bass. And I, I think if they, uh, if they explained that shit a little better, it might make more sense of why that's so urgent. Right, like, they could just but have, like, re- a, a, literally a 30 second scene that explains what the fuck that is. Well, I think they tried to explain it, but it's just not. Like I said, every time that there's like an adult trying to explain something, it's just like mumbo jumbo gibberish. So then <laughs> Akira takes the elevator down and to the freezing has room. A, a pretty bad migraine. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they don't show it, but I'm assuming he had to have like a huge fight outside of the building to get into it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then this is where he finds uh k <laughs> who is in the negative 400 and whatever degree freeze booth without a fucking coat on she's got a strong aura though it's protecting her oh that's true and i love how she he like instantly knows that it's the little fucking girl mm-hmm. he's like you're one of those goddamn kids he can see her eyeshadow the eyeshadow yeah he's like that's only one bitch I know wears that shade. God. That's that new fucking palette. Right. That's that zombie grandma palette. So, if the little zombie kids can just possess anybody to do all their bidding for them, why did they have to leave the fucking base to begin with? Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll know eventually. We'll, we'll know It'll make sense. in the second movie, in the sequel. <coughs> Akira 2. I, I, I can't. I, I got nothing. Got nothing. So then we see Kanata roll up in his motorcycle just as Tetsuo is uh, lifting Akira out of the pit. God, I hate it when that happens, um, man. Yeah, I know. I hate when my Akita comes out of my pit. Dude, sometimes, I mean, it's, it happens at the most awkward times. You're at dinner. Your Akira starts rising. <laughs> I love how um, they're like a secret, super secret military base, but on the, uh, the like, freeze chamber, they just write Akita <laughs> on the fucking, the, right above the fucking door, like... Uh... And then all the people by all the people standing by are like, "Oh shit, that must be Akita." You can tell by the fucking big ass sign that says Akita. You can tell, but when you read this sign, it's Akira. <laughs> so then, uh, we get a scene where we get to watch K, uh, get the shit kicked out of her by fucking <laughs> fucking Tetsuo. Absolutely bodied. Oh my god. And like 
you like she's not super powered in any way so basically it's like zombie ch child is like protecting her and controlling her but like you can clearly see that she is most definitely getting her fucking ass kicked oh yeah she's like shot into a rock and like a fucking <laughs> laser beam right dude right but like they show her like body like 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 her like limp body and she's like just covered in fucking bruises it's like, well, she's not dead, but she probably wishes that she fucking couldn't feel all this pain. Same. I love how the scientists are looking at the fucking screen in their little mobile lab, and it's just, like, strobing out. <laughs> so then we get to... Dude, I kid you not, They when they showed Akita in the fucking oh, jars... man, dude, I have a... I wrote down... I wrote down Akita is made of beer cans because it legit looks like fucking beer dude, cans. Dude. I, I literally, my what I wrote is, looks like Akira is just a bunch of soda cans. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking, it looks like, it, like it even has like the pop top look on the top of uh -huh, it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I was just like, so what I, I, at first I thought that it was like the secret government was using that to keep their beer cold. <laughs> Because it literally looks like when you open it, when, like, there's a cooler of beer, uh, and it's just, like, sitting in the fucking ice. Oh, uh, look at that thought-out Akira, though. <laughs> and, the, they like, they zoom into the, like, the bystanders looking, and they are just as confused as fucking we are about this whole thing. So then we get the, uh, we get the super-secret military guy who's just, like, watching from the distance <laughs> from binoculars. And then we get, uh, we get our good old thought out Akita fucking spinal cord. So it leads me to a question. If Akira is all powerful, why don't they just do the same thing to stop Tetsuo? But then I remembered that, uh, Akira blew himself up and that's why he's in multiple jars. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as you do. So then he's like, just, he's pissed because he just basically tried to kill his the girl version of his best friend over some fucking beer cans i hate it when that shit happens dude i know right i can't believe they just jarred my boy like that well so uh it's clearly just like his organs and bits and pieces right yeah yeah so when they all break why does it turn into an entire person it's, like, shouldn't it be, like, a Frankenstein? It's just, like, one arm and, like, like a leg, but there's no skin on it. His his dubstep energy is so high that it resonates new material. <laughs> so this is where uh, then Akita gets one of the fucking laser guns and is starting to shoot at Tetsuo. Which then, uh, oh yeah, of course, Tetsuo has super mind powers, so he lifts up Kanada and then uh, bits and pieces of Akita. Oh yeah, and Kanada says uh, when they battle first starts, he's like, "That's Mister Kanada to you, punk." Yeah, to you, punk. <laughs> oh man, oh that shit. And then he sees K, and so they show the uh, the military guys, and they say to like get, uh gets the whatever the laser thing ready i don't remember what it's called yeah yeah 
The be the beamy boy. Right. You know what I wouldn't give he, like, to crack open a cold Akira right now? <laughs> a cold Akira. Dude, that would be a hilarious but also terrible thing. <laughs> um, Just make a, a, a can, any kind of canned drink and make it that same color as the bottles in the can and then just put the label from the fucking... Uh, God. From the movie on it. It would fucking rule, dude. I would drink the hell out of that. <laughs> You can drink the hell out of Akita. Absolutely. Also, some wild music during the fight. Oh, right, dude. And uh, Tetsuo gets shot in the stomach, and it was like, the battery is out on the laser, so it doesn't kill him. Yeah. Yeah, he shoots him with the fucking laser, and it doesn't hurt him because that. And then he tries to shoot him again, and it fizzles out, like, part of the way there. And then, uh, he, the, uh, fucking, the blue laser. So, like, I, I had no clue that there was a fucking space. Or I didn't remember that there was, like, a fucking space thing. Mm-hmm. So, I was just like, oh, shit, he's, like, fucking going Super Saiyan. That's what I thought it initially, and, too. And, uh, and then it, like, starts to hurt him, and I'm just like, oh, okay. My note on that part was what the fuck and then oh they just blasted his ass from space all caps on space right and then it so like it uh hurts his arm it like blows his fucking arm off Mm -hmm. he ain't got no arm he got no arm for now so then uh so it's called soul that's what it is s-o-l soul and it it also hurts uh it like knocks kanata and k over Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm So then, uh, when fucking, uh, Tetsuo blocks the second blast and then fucking just jumps into the fucking into orbit, just jumps into space. Oh, dude. It was so funny. Also, like, it's a really interesting sequence though. Cause there's like no sound to represent that he's in space. Oh, right. Well, yeah. Cause there's no sound in space. I thought that was clever. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of, it's like, a, like really a lot of movies also. Yeah, yeah, because like a lot of movies would like add the fucking effects, but because he's in space, uh, there's no like there's no sound at all. Right, and with a movie that has like I don't know, like even if you you know, the music's not great, but it is very striking, and so like the moment of silence is like it's there, it kind of grabs you. Yeah, so then Tetsuo uh, controls the space station to basically just shoot fucking random lasers pretty much all over that area. I'm not too sure if he was trying to get Kanata or if he was just trying to fuck shit up. And it's not, obviously it's not very uh, specific. And then he basically just destroys the fucking station at that point, which is like the way he destroys the station too. It just kind of like melts away. Uh huh. Uh huh. And then he comes back down to Earth and then makes a arm out of... Uh, just, like, shit. Just, like, random... Yeah, just, like, shit. random... Yeah, just random fucking... Which, it makes, like, the coolest, like, biomechanical arm just out of random fucking shit that he, he fucking salvages from the ground. I do that shit all the time, man. All the time? Just biomechanical arms at left and right? Yeah. Every day I'm arming. 
So then we see the scientist looking at Tetsuo's power oil. And it's like fucking just going. Like the beat's about to drop. So then we get um, the kids talking again. And they're basically talking about... uh, They're talking about the... They gotta fucking wait for him to reach his peak power level before they can continue on with their plan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, the scientists we get wear like, pink lab coats, which is interesting. I didn't know if it was pink lab coats or if that was just they were white lab coats and the glow in that little room was, like, red. Oh, uh, yeah, probably that. But, uh, it's also weird that after all that happens, they just, Kanada and Kay and the other guy just decide to set up camp. Yeah, and start, like, fixing... His motorcycle. Right, right. The dude's motorcycle's on fire. So then we get uh, Tetsuo is in the arena. Mm -hmm. And Tetsuo's girlfriend decides to show up at the arena. And um, I'm I'm guessing she was trying to talk him out of doing bad shit. I don't don't know. Doing several murders. Also, I love that the Acura cans are... The Akira cans are just like at the podium at the Olympics. Right, right. He says I'm set up. I wish they would do this when they do the Tokyo Olympics. Oh, damn. That would be pretty rad, actually. It's just like the uh, the opening uh, in the back, like on the, the opening uh, yeah, the, you'll be the ceremony. opening ceremonies. Yeah. There's just like a fucking pyramid with a tower with fucking bits and pieces of Akita on them. That would fucking rule, and it would work. And it would be fine, and no one would, like, so many people would be, like, confused as shit. So then, uh, this is, we find out that, uh, in this scene, Tetsuo doesn't have any control over his powers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And basically, they were drugging the, they were drugging him so that it would, he could basically control the powers. And you see his, like, biomechanical arm start to, uh just grow rapidly and basically like start taking root in the seat he's sitting yeah, in and he tries to like cover it with his cape <laughs> right he's well because yeah he doesn't want his girlfriend to see it so he starts to become a uh, biomechanical monster Fucking and then the the military guy yeah, right the military guy uh shows up and he like reaches his arm out towards the military guy mm. And is about to kill him, but then Kanata shows up with, like, a fully charged laser cannon to save him. Which, I, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know where they're just leaving fucking fully charged laser cannons. Uh, I mean, and I, also lo- I find them every couple weeks. Every, everywhere, just, well, that's different, though. South Bend's a rough place. <laughs> There's got to be fucking fully charged laser guns just randomly. I also love that before uh, Tetsuo reaches his, like, fucking mutant arm out, he fucking the military guy shoots him in the fucking arm. <laughs> like, you could have ended the fucking all of this just by not shooting him in the fucking metal arm. And, like, so uh, Kanata shows up with his motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Like, their motorcycles are, like, pretty fucking loud. How did fucking Tetsuo not hear him fucking drive his motorcycle into that goddamn arena? Uh, he's got a silencer on the exhaust. Ah, on the motorcycle. Okay. 
So then we get a, like, battle chase around the arena between Kanata and Tetsuo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which is, it's pretty miraculous because uh, Kanata is just a normal, like, 14-year-old kid going up against, like, a fucking super mutant kid. With a laser pointer. <laughs> With a laser, Right. So then this is uh this is when the like the little zombie grandma children show up to the arena. Uh-huh. And then they point out the obvious by going up to the jars and saying Akira is here. <laughs> Damn, I didn't Which figure is that out. Which is funny because right cuz like yeah, there's like 12 fucking jars that say Akira on them. So then um <laughs> Kanata shoots Tetsuo in the arm and then he begins to metamorphosis dude, it's like grotesque too like oh yeah dude so it's basically like a biomechanical ooze baby yeah and it's just like goop goopy yeah there's like no real shape to it it's like muscle ripping muscle ripping fat ripping muscle uh-huh and meanwhile, like, the children are, like, praying at the Akira They're, remains, like, praying to Akira. Which I also sometimes pray to beer cans. <laughs> God damn it. But yeah, then, so you get, he slowly, uh, he grabs uh, Kanata and pulls him in and starts to suffocate him. As, or no, he gets his girlfriend first. He gets first. his girlfriend, yeah. Yeah, and he asks. Uh, he he then get he asks Kanata for help, and then he also starts absorbing Kanata. Yeah, well, because yeah, he's like not in control of any of this, so they they show his head. Right. They show Tetsuo's head inside the blob too. Can you imagine how bad it would smell in that some bitch? Oh man, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. <laughs> so, um. <laughs> I don't remember. Does he kill the girlfriend? I don't. It it. They don't really it, show. It doesn't really say. I think it's kind of implied. Yeah, because they like show blood coming out, but like they don't ever show her after the fact. I don't think. Yeah, so, she like gushes blood, basically. Yeah, I think I think she basically got popped like a like a pimple. Damn. So then you they like show all the fucking blob just growing and growing and growing, while all of this is happening, the fucking kids are just praying to or meditating to nothing so then kanada gets his fucking laser gun and blasts his way out so that giant fucking ooze tetsuo is just he's rough to watch yeah yeah it's it's not pleasant so then the fucking the military guy just lines up a shot yeah, he's gonna take gun. a shot with the fucking pistol he's gonna take a shot he's going down swinging at least and then they show the doctor just, like, watching the fucking, like, bass drop, like, the oil just turn into a fucking ooze baby oil, which is Dude, weird. Don't you hate that when you're, like, listening to some jams and you're watching that, like, Windows visualizer? Yeah, and, and then the beat turns into a ooze baby? Yeah, dude, it always happens to me. I'm listening to, like, fucking DMX. So then, uh... The, I'm assuming so like I think it's implied that the children use their mind powers to break the jars yes that's what I got as well so did you notice that one of the jars is like a computer chip yeah 
It's like I thought that that was fucking weird. I didn't understand that. I don't fully understand it either. But and then for some reason, after they break the jars, uh, Tetsuo stops mutating further, and then you get like naked Akira, who then just uh, begins to glow. And this is where things get in exceedingly bizarre. <laughs> so. I don't know if he is like an atomic bomb or if he's some kind of other because like they show people inside of the blast, but they're still like completely fine and okay. Right. Some of them, that seems because she has to transport the yeah. cop out. Right. And then like Tetsuo, whenever he touches the white, he like stops morphing He or mutating. He just starts, he, slowly turns back into his normal self. Mm -hmm. But it's also kind of like, like he's dying little... from this. Like, it's murder. Right. It, he seems very pained. Right. And then, like, the little zombie kid tells him, like, you gotta get out of here. Um, And then Takeshi goes into the blast. And then Kanata goes, in, like, into the blast to try to save Tetsuo. So then the three kids are basically... Well, Tetsuo get or Kanata gets stuck in Tetsuo's goop. Fucking same. And goes into the blast. So then the three kids are basically... Uh, or no, they show... So this part... This ending part is very weird because they jump from um, the past. Like when Akira was... And the, the zombie kids were first introduced... Uh, then it goes to Tetsuo's flashback of like being, uh, being like protected by Kanata from the bullies. Cause he's a new kid. Right. And back and forth. And it's just, it's very, and then back to the real like reality. One thing I was wondering is like, are you supposed to read this as like, maybe Tetsuo was a part of the initial, like, kid memory right like he was part of that like training program and then like but I, escaped. Well, i th i think that the initial training program is supposed to take place in 88 that's what i thought too because i think i think you're supposed to believe that the initial explosion in 88 was akira uh -huh. so you're supposed to believe that these zombie children grandparents are actually look like that because they are actually old that's why they're wrinkly okay it doesn't really explain why they're blue or still children, mm -hmm. but I'm assuming some kind of maybe having those powers like stunted their whatever. But yeah, because we get a flashback or, of like Tetsuo. I, I also, more, I also like, kind he, of read it as like they look that way because of like all the medicine they're being given. Oh, yeah, maybe it like stunts their... Uh, it like stunts their like everything and like drains everything out of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because like we get a flashback of Tetsuo, like learning to ride ride from Kanata, and then we get a flashback of t farther of Tetsuo as a kid, with like a bloody nose, and then we get a flashback of Kanata, uh, helping defend Tetsuo, and then we zoom back to the white, like Akira blast of uh Kanata just floating in there and then we get a flashback of um 
of the kids showing up at the facility, which I'm is the little zombie kids, like basically getting trained. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know if it's supposed to be Tetsuo was one of the kids and he got away. It's it's really hard to because it almost looks like the one kid. It almost looks like one of the kids looks like Tetsuo, but he also looks like it could be the one of the the other kid, like the other zombie kid, not Tetsuo. Right, and also like Tetsuo and Akira kind of look similar. Right. Well, but they also show a room of kids training and it's four kids. It's the girl and then three boys. Uh-huh. So I'm guessing that's the girl, the fat one, the skinny one and Akira. Right. So and then we go back to Kanata floating in the white blast, which I feel like whoever like painted and like animated this that part must have been real happy. Because all they had to do was fucking paint a character on a white background. <laughs> It might have been like, oh, shit, we're running out of money to make this movie. <laughs> and then we get, like, a voiceover of the uh, the kids talking about how they have to take Tetsuo until they learn to harness their powers uh, and that it, it has already began. And that's when they flash Kanata out of the blast. And then he ends up just like in the street yeah and there's more flashbacks obviously before that but this is it's it's so hard to follow this ending yeah yeah because it's like somebody stole tetsuo's toy so kanata fought him and got the toy back which also like it goes back to the part when Tetsuo was being a dick to Kanata, basically saying that, like, I always lived in your shadow and stuff. But, like, he obviously. It was obviously, like, a big uh, brother type relationship. Right, right. He never, like, tried to be, like, some big, you know. Right, like, if there's one thing that's really obvious throughout this movie, it's that, like, Kanita cared about Tetsuo. Right. And then, then we get a scene where the scientist is looking at paperwork and he says um, that it can't be right because it shows the same readings as the beginning of the universe. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So then we see the, the glowing orb finally fucking just turn into a small little blob or a small little light. Yeah, it kind of like goes in like a circular formation and then just like collapses in on itself sort of. Right. And then that's when the buildings all start to fall. And then it's just, uh, you, it's the city's getting destroyed. The, the ground is shifting. There's fire. And then they show Kanata uh, emerging from water onto land. And then he catches the small orb. Like the big blast turned into a small orb. And then Kanata, like, catches it and holds it in his hand and then starts glowing blue or like a whitish blue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then K asks him what happened with Tetsuo and he explains that the Tetsuo and the zombie grandma children are gone. And for some reason they flash to uh, Kanata's bike that is uh, destroyed. Yeah, yeah. 
and then, uh, which is weird. So the, uh, K, the girl has the eyeshadow on in that scene at the end. Oh, interesting. So I, I, it makes you wonder if the, the zombie children have like possessed Akira and the girl. Yeah, potentially, potentially. And then one could be that, uh, that other kid maybe. Yeah, the little skinny one's the fat kid. He wanted to be skinny. <laughs> and then we get the uh, the sun. The clouds are opening up and rays of the sun are shining on the destruction of the whole, the whole city. Uh, and then we just get a... The military man emerges. And then we get to see... Uh, uh, or, uh, Kanada and Kay and the other dude drive their motorcycles into the town. So, uh, what the fuck does this mean? <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I, I kind of wonder if it's like a subtle secret message about World War Two. Yeah, yeah. And I think that like we are like America is Akita. Okay, okay. And basically, like, um, and it's like a message about how, like, Tetsuo is Japan, and basically Japan, um, uh, turned into this horrendous thing that, uh, basically caused America or Akira to have to stop the them from continuing to grow into a big monstrous thing interesting okay i i don't i don't i don't necessarily have a good enough reading on the end of it to to make a judgment either way but i do think the last like cinematic sequence where it's just like this orb of light like going in to like the ether or something is like weirdly really pretty right well so i'm really like i'm wondering if when the girl is there Kay, mm-hmm. she has the eyeshadow so she's already possessed by the girl and i wonder if when kanada grabbed the white orb and started glowing if he got possessed by one of the other zombie children right that would make sense Right, that would be my guess. I don't know who it would be. If it would be the boy or Tetsuo or Akira, I don't know. But yeah, I don't know in the long run what it all really means. I mean, it's a it's a movie. Uh, the moral of the story is uh, make sure to be nice to your friends in case they <laughs> right. gain strange powers and kill things. Be nice to the kid in your high school that wears a cat collar. Oh, God. Oh, man. Yeah, that's a... God, anime is just... It's it's a, it's a It was a good movie. Yeah, yeah. One thing that was uh, really interesting to me is, like, the fact that you can sort of see how this influenced a lot of other things. Oh, right. For sure. Like the bike sequence is like, you can, that's like so close. 
I mean, like you can see the the influence that had on like um, like Final Fantasy Seven. Oh, right. Like a lot of that. Uh, I think a lot of the just the future, pre like the present future or whatever you whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. kind of feel. And like where it's like destroyed destroyed city, but like also high technology. Right, and you can also see like so much of this was influential to Evangelion. Right, yeah, it's a lot. I mean, it's yeah, it's a lot of uh, anime inspiring anime type of stuff like along those lines. I'm sure that there's a lot of anime that use that same like mind control or mind power kind. You know, there's a lot of those. Uh, a lot of the animes where they have like the the psychopaths with the mind powers and shit like that. Mm. All right, so I guess the real question is, Nick, how many cans of Akira? <laughs> how many cans of Akira would you give uh, Akira? So this is complicated because on one hand I did enjoy it. On the other hand, there's still a lot of things that I I think I would have to probably watch it like two or three times more to like maybe get a better feel for. But I'm gonna say, right. but then again, at the same time, you might watch it ten more times and catch nothing new. That's true. I might need to like I I think this is like something <laughs> I need to read like papers on potentially to really right. fully or watch like a YouTube video of like somebody that understands what the fuck's going on. Yeah. I'm gonna say like a I really I seven point four cans okay. of Akira. Seven point four cans of Akira. That's that's more than a six pack, folks. <laughs> <sighs> Let's see. I think I am gonna give it just a straight. I think I'm gonna give it a straight six. Fair, fair. And I mean that's I'm not really an anime guy. Um and it was it's it's weird. I think if I watched like I said if I watched some you like YouTube videos that kind of explained it through, you know, like it's a, <laughs> if I, if I'm watching a movie that makes me feel dumb for not understanding it, it's definitely not as fun. I don't know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll dig in deep at some point and to try to figure more of this out well more than likely i will not <laughs> dig deeper into it and then i will watch it again in probably a year or two or three and then just be like oh shit that's right i was supposed to look into this <laughs> okay well let's uh let's go back and do a a, a year review of what we've done this year and what we rated hell it. yeah okay so we have uh the dark knight uh you gave it a 6.8 i gave it a seven triple x you gave it a 6.5 i gave it a 5.5 uh avatar you gave it a 6.3 and i gave it a five they live you gave it a 9.3, and I gave it an 8.7. And Akita, you gave it a 7.4, and I gave it a 6. Okay, okay. So, um, I don't know if we will get the next episode out in January, but 
I know we had talked about trying to do like a themed month, so I I had said that January will be Chan-uary. Uh, and we will pick a... We'll, I'll have you pick a Jackie Chan movie. Hell yeah, okay. So I have made... I don't know what Jackie Chan movies you've seen. I'm assuming probably not any of the, like, older, kung, like, kung fu police story type stuff. I've seen exactly zero to my knowledge. Okay, well, I'm going to screen share the list. And it'll be these down. You see it? Uh-huh. It'll be these down here. Ooh, okay. And and just based on the title, we will... Uh, I'm going to go with Project A. All right, Project A. Because that seems bizarre. That's a bizarre name. Let me pull up the poster. Which I feel like if you can get anything out of this poster, I would be amazed. All right, I'm going to... Because it is a very... I've got this bad boy. Here we go. (laughs) Okay, here it is. Oh, God. There is not much to get out of this. Okay. No, there's really not. So it's nonstop action on the high seas. So it's going to take place on a, a boat or a pontoon, perhaps. Um... There appears to be... A, there's a lot of red. Um, so I'm, I'm going to say there's a boat that is, like, transporting um, illegal substances. And Jackie Chan is a police officer who has to arrest these folks. But he goes undercover... All right. I guess we will. Are you gonna? Are you just gonna keep going and give me the full synopsis of what you think it is? That that is. That's. I literally. I'm making this all fucking up. I. Yeah. It's. It's not a lot to go. I mean, it's. It's. There's really not a lot to go off of. It's just two people and then a bunch of like red smoke. I'm really glad that I was able to pull off like four sentences out of just like one sentence on the poster and like the color red yeah all right so i guess that we should uh we should finish this out damn right uh, i yeah i know and uh i guess uh wish everybody a happy new year because it's somewhat towards the beginning of the year that's right new year new me yeah new phone who dis damn new can new new can New Aki does. That's fucking right. God, after this, I'm going to crack open a nice can of Aki and just... Can of Aki Just going to drink that spinal fluid. Just blow up. Oof. All right. Well, I guess... uh, Everybody be careful out there on your motorcycles. Beware the clown gang. Have fun. Don't fuck with them juggalos on bikes. No juggalos. The fucking biker juggalos from Mars. Every time. All right. All right. Peace. Bye.